0: You believe that way tonight? If we've got Jesus, we've got it all. Amen. Hallelujah. We serve a wonderful Jesus, a wonderful Savior. Hallelujah. It's good to be with you tonight in the house of God. God bless you. Thank you, musicians. It's wonderful to be here. We, uh, we came up for a, uh, a wedding and a little relaxation, and here we are. But that's all right. We just pray that There we go. We're just going to relax. Thank you, Brother Donnie. God bless you tonight. We bring greetings from from our pastor, Brother Tim, in Minden, Louisiana, Evening Light Tabernacle, and it's just, it's good to be together tonight in the house of God, isn't it? Amen. We feel His presence here. We're so thankful for the atmosphere of worship that's created, and I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that we have Jesus, and not a Jesus of our own making, not a jesus of creeds and dogmas but we have jesus we have the real unadulterated jesus and we're just so thankful to have that tonight amen can we pray together tonight before we go to the word heavenly father lord what an honor it is to stand here tonight father lord to stand before your people lord the purchase of your blood lord i just pray tonight that starting lord god even now that you'll just take control of me and this vessel Lord, control my lips, my tongue, that I wouldn't speak anything, Lord. That, Lord, that would go against what you would have me to speak, that nothing would come offensive. Lord, we are here to encourage. Father, that is, that is our, uh, our desire tonight, is to encourage your people just to keep fighting the battle, Lord. Lord, and that we can get that deep down in our soul tonight, that we've got Jesus. What more could we possibly want? lord regardless of where the world is and what struggles and battles we're fighting if we got jesus it's going to be okay and we thank you for that assurance tonight lord and we just ask now that you'll come and bless the word and bless the remainder of this service father in jesus name we pray amen amen if you have your bibles with you and you'd like to turn with me to the book of luke the first chapter in the 26th verse i'm thankful to have my my wife sister lydia with me and my two sons, Jude and Jackson, are also traveling with me. It's nice to, when you're on the road to have some of home with you, that's for sure. Amen. And we feel so welcome and comfortable here. We really do. It's another another part of home. We love you, and God bless you. Verse 26 says, And in, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this thing be, seeing I know not a man? according to thy word, and the angel departed from her. Amen. I pray that the Lord will add his blessings as you have your seats. Amen. I was just in prayer for tonight's service, and yeah. I've said this before, but I used to never would take my coat off because I had a little bit of a complex about how fat I was. And then I saw myself with my coat on, I said, it didn't help none, so I might as well get comfortable. <laughs> so, <laughs> might, <laughs> might as well be comfortable, amen. As I was looking into what to minister, and, and the Lord just laid this on my heart, and, and I was torn between two thoughts, and he began to lead me this way, and, and my instructions were to encourage. So we're here to encourage and put our shoulder to the wheel and to encourage tonight. I, I love this account of, of Mary's visitation and the conversation that she has here with the angel. And Brother Branham will take this story of Mary going to the well and he dramatizes it in several different places and, 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 he, and he really begins to bring it to life. And, and I want to minister to you tonight on, on the thought, thou has found favor with God thou have found favor to, with God. And, and Brother Branham takes this story, and, and when he does, he talks about how Joseph and Mary had gone to service that day, and they, and they had gone into the service, and Brother Branham says it had been a wonderful service, and that, that, that the rabbi there had, had talked about how God had brought them out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand, and, and how that they when they came down to the Red Sea, that, that God had parted the Red Sea for them, and, and when they needed food, that God had rained manna down from heaven, and that that God had brought water out of a rock and that God had rolled back the Jordan and how when they got there There had not been a feeble one amongst them Even though they had been wandering in the wilderness and the rabbi talked about victory after victory after victory And brother Branham says it was a wonderful service as he talked about what a great God that they had He said but brother Branham goes on to say he says but then he ruined the service Brother rabbi says it was a wonderful message, but at the end of it, the rabbi ruined the whole thing by saying God just doesn't operate like that anymore. He said it wasn't necessary anymore. He said the people have settled in the homeland and they don't need the God of miracles anymore. And I'll tell you, that'll ruin a service for me pretty quick if we start taking that tone as well. You can lay it out as best as you can and have the most beautiful PowerPoints and speak eloquently, but if we start talking down a line that God don't do that anymore, I'm going to tell you real quick, that just ruined the service for me. That's where I check out. That's where I get off that train because let me be here to tell you tonight, God still does that. God still moves that way, and I still need him to move that way in my life. Amen? listen I, too many times we get the attitude of wasn't god great wasn't it awesome the way that god used to heal and god did those things just to get people's attention until he could get them settled back in the homeland of the word Amen. oh but now that we're settled down we don't need the supernatural anymore we don't need the god of miracles in him listen they may not say it with their words but with their attitudes they do with their attitudes those things come out and and, and too many times we're relating the testimonies as if there's something that has to stay in the past God did, God did, God did, yes sir, God did but why do we tell testimonies? Not to talk about how great he was but to remind you of what he can do right now in this moment, in this service today. It's not about how great he was. I love to testify but it's to remind me that if I'm sick he heals today. If somebody's lost he Saves today. If you need the Holy Ghost, He fills today because He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. I'm not against testifying, I believe in it, but for the purpose of building faith for now. That is the purpose of our testimonies. What does God want to do tonight? What does He want to do in our midst right now? Because listen, hopefully, we're not gathered here tonight to fulfill a religious duty. Hopefully that's not our intentions and and just coming together and and hearing a good service and, and maybe hearing a good sermon. Listen, the days of just having good sermons and going home and saying, wasn't that great? That needs to be over. What did that good sermon do? What did God do for you? How were you changed? How were you molded? How did God interact? Listen, he is a living God and he's in our midst tonight and he wants to operate in this building tonight at your seat. Not just somebody else's seat. It might be good for them. And you're sitting there going, oh, that's good. That brother needs it. That brother needs it. But how about you find a spoonful for yourself? Find a shovel for yourself and feed on the word. Say, God, deal with me tonight. Move tonight. Discern my heart tonight. Hallelujah. I believe there's a living God in our midst. I believe it's going home time. I believe it's time for prodigals to come home. Justin, it sure was good to see you singing. That sure blessed my heart. And there's more of that. There's more out there. But listen, we got a promise. We got a promise and the promises of god are just as good as god himself and he says if i've got jesus i've got everything if i got a promise my son's coming he's coming if i got a promise of healing i'm healed if i got a promise of deliverance i'm delivered just stand on the word tonight he is the same yesterday today and forever there's prodigals coming home there's deliverance coming to your house there's salvation coming to your house Hallelujah. I've heard testimonies from this very place about prodigals. There's more coming. There's more coming. Just let it be a sheep wave. There's more coming. Oh, I can't wait to see the day where you can't find a seat in this place just because of the prodigals that have come back. Why we need all these seats? Because there's more coming. We're going to blow this place apart. It's going to fill it up. There's more coming i'm expecting more listen some folks believe this isn't the season for miracles how can we be on the verge of the rapture the change of our bodies Which would be the biggest most total and complete mass divine healing in history and it not be the season for miracles it has to be the season for miracles because i'm about to get one i'm about to have one and i know there's been miracles happening here service after service but pretty soon it's gonna sweep across don't tell me it's not the season for miracles it's the season of the body change it's the season of the rapture it's the season for god to pour it out like never before I'm expecting more, not less, more supernatural, more moving of the Spirit, more power, more revelation. I'll take it all. I'm expecting more. Hallelujah. Our expectations should always be for more. I say, pour out more, Lord. Pour out more. Let's come expecting more and creating an atmosphere for more. Let the Spirit move free in worship, let the Spirit move free in preaching. Let the Spirit move free. And listen, I say the only thing that we need to bind up is the devil. It's time to bind up sickness, bind up complexes, bind up hatred, bind up bitterness, and let the Spirit free. Let your brothers and sisters be free. But let's bind up the enemy tonight. Quit throwing stones at our brothers and start throwing them at the devil. Quit tying up our brothers and let's bind up the devil tonight. Hallelujah. Listen, we don't have time for cold and formal. We don't have time for just another Wednesday night service. It's time to manifest what he manifested. Listen, these are beautiful quotes. Bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, power is power, she is. It's got to be more than quotes. We got to begin to manifest what he manifested. It's time that fruit begins to come forth. It's time to let God out of the box and just let him move. Listen, it ain't something we're trying to work up. It ain't something you have to work up because if he's the vine and we're the branches, then every branch that comes of that vine will bear the same fruit. So if the very first uh, branch came out of that vine, wrote a book of Acts, we know the quote. But when's it going to be more than a quote? then this branch is going to bear the same fruit as the first branch. And you don't have to work it up. You just got to be who you are. You just got to let the life of the vine flow through the branch, and it'll produce the works. Listen, if you work it up, and if you work up a run and work up a shot, I don't want it. I don't want it. But when it's the life coming out of the vine, flowing into the branch, I say, I don't want to stop it. Just flow, Lord Jesus. Flow, Lord Jesus. Move how you want to move in this service tonight. We don't have to work it up. It's just who we are. It's who we are. We've returned to the original. We just have to let him do what it is that he wants to do and get out of the way. Too many times... We want to blame the devil for all the hindrances and a lot of times we're the hindrance. Go back and look at the word and in the book of Acts and, and, and almost every single time that you find a major outpouring or a major event, it'll start off by saying they were in one mind and one accord and then this happened. One mind and one accord and then this happened. And I wonder what percentage, honestly, have we ever had of everybody in one mind and one accord? And I I think if we gave it 50%, we'd be doing pretty good. And we've had some pretty amazing services with a failing grade. That's an if. What would happen if more of us got in one mind? more of us got in one accord and right now you weren't thinking about thursday you weren't thinking about what happened yesterday and you sure weren't thinking about that brother that offended you 10 years ago but you were here thinking i need jesus tonight i need jesus to move tonight i need him to heal tonight i need him to fill tonight jesus break forth in this place tonight i need you pour yourself out tonight we let so many things distract us and pull us from what we really need to happen tonight we need him to break out in this place like never before right now in this moment in this service and we're making it about a service but I want to make it about you God wants to move for you God wants to move in your situation he wants to display his power on your behalf and listen God is willing and able But he's looking for people who will take him at his word. Somebody that will believe no matter what anybody else says or no matter what the doctor says and no matter what the symptoms say. Someone who doesn't just quote Hebrews 13.8. But they believe it for their current situation. For right now. For today. Where I'm standing. What I'm facing. Hebrews 13.8. Amen. Amen. The rabbi that day believed that the miraculous was a thing of the past. Brother Branham said somehow that didn't satisfy the thirst and the hunger of Joseph and Mary. Listen, that kind of stuff's never going to satisfy the hunger and thirst on the inside of a true believer. Brother Branham goes on to say our traditions, our church creeds will never satisfy a heart that's been called of God. You cannot make him say the Apostles' Creed or be sprinkled or something like that and be satisfied with it. When the hunger of God is in his soul. He will go back to Pentecost, to the beginning, and find the real Holy Ghost that sets his heart afire. Lord, set my heart afire tonight i need more tonight brother Aaron. have you been filled with the holy ghost yes sir but i want more tonight brother Branham said that the dynamics of this bride would be a refilling of the holy ghost so lord i need it if you said that's what we're gonna have pour it out on me listen it is it's okay to testify of the past but it is never okay to be satisfied with what he did in the past it's okay to, to testify but it's not okay to be satisfied because when you get to the place it's all in the past and it's not an artesian well that's beginning to spring up and flow forth then suddenly you become stagnant and you begin to dry up and you become spiritually dehydrated you know if you look at it and i'm no medical person so if i get this wrong forgive me but the general consensus is that a person can live three to four days without anything to drink somewhere in there according to what i read Maybe longer, I don't know, but let's just say three to four days, you begin to really shut down. Well, let's apply that to spiritually. you telling me you're going from Wednesday to Sunday without anything to drink? You're not taking a drink from Sunday to Wednesday? Try that. No, don't try that. I don't want anybody sick. But you know how thirsty you'd be? How you wouldn't be able to function properly you wouldn't be able to manifest properly you wouldn't be the person that you normally are and if you're not drinking and you're not drinking brother Branham says drink and push out and drink and push out and drink and drink and drink and drink drink. the problem is a lot of y'all been sober too long It's time we start drinking again, and not just on Sunday, but let's drink on Monday, and drink on Tuesday, and drink on Wednesday, and drink on Thursday. That guy sounds like he's got a drinking problem. Yes, sir, and push out, and drink, and push out, and drink, and manifest that life from the inside of you. Quit going from service to service without drinking. Drink. Be strong. Listen, the 50s were awesome. The 60s were awesome. But what about today? Camp was awesome. Your dedication meetings were awesome. Hey, Sunday was awesome. But what about today? What about right now? What about tonight? Oh, Brother Aaron, you're all about, listen, I'm all about what he said we could have. I'm all about the promises that are in this book and I know I can't make it without each and every one of them so the reason I'm preaching this way is because I need God that opened the Red Sea to open up problems in my life tonight I need the God that rained manna out of heaven to feed my soul tonight I need God that moved as the fourth man in a fiery furnace to come down and move in my situation tonight I need God to be real and living and moving I can't make it any other way I need the pillar of fire that was in Moses' day, Paul's day, William Branham's day. I need that pillar of fire tonight. I need it right now. Not new theology, not some dried up intellectual doctrine, not a better argument. Listen, we didn't get this message so we could argue with people. I need Hebrews 13, 8 manifested. I need John 14, 12 in action. And he expects it to be in action. Pardon me. Hallelujah. Amen. Too many of us become satisfied with religion. We become satisfied with religion. The Pharisees became satisfied with religion. But we can't get to the place to where religion satisfies us. Brother Brown said, and Mary said, you know, since I heard the rabbi say that this great God that brought us here and made us what we are, that he doesn't have to do things for us now like he did then. I've been thinking for a long time, if this God was as great in the days of our fathers as he was in the days of our grandfathers, then why isn't he just the same great God today? That's only good thinking, he says. That's only good thinking. You see, Mary wanted something more, and, when, and whenever you get to the place that you're not satisfied where you're at, and you begin to hunger and thirst and long for more, and you begin to seek more, you will get more. Why haven't I got anything lately, brother And Have you been seeking? Or have you been showing up? Because there's a big difference between seeking and showing up. All right, there, listen, there will be no perfect attendance awards in heaven. It's not about just showing up. But when you're here, are you seeking? Are you feeding? Are you pulling? Are you growing? Are you you recognizing what you're here for? What the purpose of it is for? The prophet would say that Mary and Joseph read from the scroll of Isaiah that afternoon. And he says they read about the coming Savior unto us a child is born. And this is what she was dwelling on that day as she was walking down that little path going to the well Listen, there's a lesson right there we can learn. What are you dwelling on? What are we thinking on? What are we talking about when we're with our friends? What do our, our conversations consist of? Where are we at on, on a daily basis? And I get it, I understand that life's busy. Listen, there's things we have to do that life is stressful, the world is crazy, 401's are crashing everywhere. There's a lot to think about. There's a lot that, that fills up our mind, and it's so much running through our minds But if we can ever just stop and get our minds back on him, if we can come back and get our focus back on him, then that's when we can have a visitation like Mary had. Mary's belief, 1961, he said, Hail Mary, you're highly favored before God. Oh, I like that. That little woman in the meanest city there was in the, wor- the meanest city there was in the world at the time, known to be the meanest city in Palestine. And in there, she had lived such a life until God chose her for a certain work that he was going to do. There she looked into his face and it startled her. You know, it's usually, usually as we are thinking on those things. The Bible said if there be any praise, if there be any virtue, think on these things. I think the reason we don't see no more of it than we do is we got our minds on too many other things. I think the angels would still appear to us if we only kept our minds upon them. But we're thinking about something else, like where we're going, a certain program we got to look at, or certain shopping we got to do. Not sinful things, just not giving him the thoughts, not giving him the attention that he deserves. And our minds are thinking on this and thinking on this. And I say tonight, let's turn our minds back to our mind back to His promises tonight. Let's turn our mind back to His goodness. Let's turn our mind back to His worthiness. Let's turn our mind back on on, on Him tonight, and let's begin to prepare for a visitation. Let's begin to prepare for a visitation. Not just talk about it. And, oh, it's great that this happened to this one. It's great. Why don't you begin to prepare for a visitation? put your mind on it, put, put your thoughts on it begin to ask God and pray for God because listen, you may be in turmoil right now this may be the worst day you've ever had the worst, worst week you've ever had the worst month or the worst year but listen to me, one moment in the presence of Almighty God One moment will turn that around. Listen, you can run from God for years and years and years and years and years. And Satan can put in decades into your life. And then you step into that presence just one time. And it will change everything. It will turn your life around in a moment. Let your son have a visitation. Let your daughter have a visitation. Let your home have a visitation. It will fix marriages. It will bring young people back. It will take that bitterness out of your heart. It will do it all in one moment. That's why we prepare for visitations, because visitations can change everything in a moment. Not only be prepared, but be looking. Because just because you don't recognize it doesn't mean it wasn't your opportunity. There's a lot of people came in contact with Jesus and walked away unchanged. Because they didn't recognize their opportunity in his presence. Look for that opportunity. Prepare for a visitation. Because it only takes a moment. The fourth man in the fire, boy, it seemed like it was too late. But in one moment's time, he took what was sure death and turned it into an incredible testimony. Let him begin to work in your life and move in your life. Listen, let's be like Abraham sitting in the tent door looking for him. If Abraham would have been looking down to Sodom or arguing with his wife or doing all those things... He might have walked right on past, But he was in the tent door looking. And because he was in the tent door looking and he hosted him and he had his visitation, there was a body change that came. Amen. Who's he appearing to? People who are preparing for a visitation. People who are thinking on him. Philippians 4 and 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And the times that Mary lived in wasn't exactly just peaceful times that were rocking along where everything was smooth, but Mary lived in a time that was actually very similar to our time. It was a time of great trouble. It's actually considered a bad time in the history of a place that was already a very troubled land. It was a time of religious and political upheaval, violent rebellions taking place, evil leadership, Roman occupation, and the Romans were influencing everything. And the Jews were all separated and bickering and arguing and fighting amongst themselves. And it was in this type of atmosphere that Jesus comes on the scene. It's in that type of atmosphere that that, that Jesus shows up. So what am I saying? Don't be discouraged by the things that you see around you tonight. Don't be discouraged by the fact that the world is falling apart all around you. Don't let it get you down. What what is it, Brother Aaron? Why is all this happening? It's called end time conditions. That's exactly what we're dealing with. It's end end time conditions. And, And this isn't the first end time that's ever been on the face of the earth. There have been other end times, and every time there was an end time, it was full of blatant evil, instability, sin, and it's always an anti-God climate. There was an end time in Noah's day. And in reference to the climate, Genesis 6 and 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. There was an end time for Sodom. And in reference to that condition, Genesis 13, 13. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And according to Luke, we can expect that exact same thing in this day. Luke 17, 26. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. Skip down to verse 28. Likewise also as it was in the days of Lot. And then verse 30. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. So as you look at each and every end time that's come before us, it's easy for us to see that all that we're experiencing with the evil and the corruption and the instability is just end time conditions. It's part of what's supposed to be here. And Mary is living there in the ending of the Jewish dispensation. And she's experiencing these conditions, Brother Branham says, right in the middle of the most wicked city right in the midst of the world falling apart, right in the midst of riots in the streets, constant unrest. And in the middle of all that, Mary's mind is on the Lord in the midst of all that she's not wondering well I wonder if Herod's going to get reelected or if that guy that they're indicting is going to come back and get reelected and maybe we'll get this one in office and maybe they'll turn this and maybe listen when are we going to learn that the people in office are nothing more than pawns in the hands of God and the ones that are there are there for a reason to get us in the end time condition and here we are but she's walking in the middle of that and her mind is on the Lord her mind is God is good God is great I believe God is alive. I believe God still moves. I believe God is still the miracle worker. And in the midst of that in the midst of that all of a sudden a flicker of light and an angel steps out with a message and says Hail Mary Thou art highly favored Church listen in that moment the unrest didn't matter no more in that moment, the politics didn't matter no more. In that matter, what was going on in this church and that church and what this one was saying, and that none of that mattered anymore. In that moment, all she cared about was, there's a message coming to me from an angel, and I want to listen to that message, and I want to hold on to that message. And he told her, you're highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Oh, what a message that we receive in this day. A flicker of light, a pillar of fire. And a message that came out and said, you are highly favored. The world's falling apart, but you're favored. The world's going down to hell, but you're favored. It's all in chaos. Oh, but there's a people tonight that's found favor with God. Every end time's had an awful condition. Every end time seemed like the world had gone completely insane. But every end time also had something else a people who found favor with God. Abraham found favor, Noah found favor, you have found favor. Listen, just because the end time's getting, the world's getting more wicked and more wicked and we stand and we go, oh, it's getting bad. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. Don't fail to realize that if the world is in an end time condition, there has to be a bride on the face of the earth that has come to her position in the end time rapture condition. Brother Adam said we're always talking about how wicked the world is and we're failing to recognize how powerful the church is all the time. Oh, it's wicked. Yes, sir. But there is a power in the bride of Jesus Christ. There is a restored word. There is a living God moving in our midst tonight. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Let's get our eyes off the negativity of the end time tonight. Because we've been restored back. There's a bride adorned. There's a bride in rapture condition. There is a bride who has found favor with the groom. Listen, recognizing tonight that we have found favor with Almighty God, that ought to get our faith off the ground. That ought to get our faith lifted up to go through every trial and every situation that we face. You, you, who's he talking to? You have found favor with God. You have found favor. You are highly favored. There in verse 28, the angel says, Hail, thou art highly favored, comma. The Lord is with thee. So with his favor comes his never-failing presence. Comes his never-failing presence. Listen, the Lord is with thee. Oh, why should I fear when giants come calling my name? What is it that I have to worry about? Not only am I favored, but I got a captain And he's not walking behind me but he's going before me i'm telling you tonight in your trial in your situation in your sickness in your heartache thou art highly favored and the lord is with you listen all men have trouble all men have trials but you get to face your trial tonight with the favor of almighty god you face your trial tonight knowing that he's by your side and holding your hand i say hallelujah thank you lord jesus for your favor in my life When I know that I'm highly favored. When I know that the Lord is with me. Listen, it's exactly what he told Gideon over in Judges 6. He said, the Lord is with thee. He tells him that right before he gives him his commission. And I say, with that, you'll have all you ever need. You'll have all you ever need knowing that the Lord is with you. What mountain can face you? What devil can overrun you? what sickness and what trial when the king of kings the one who conquered every sickness goes before you the one who overcame every every devil goes before you the one who overcame death hell and the grave he goes before you and he's walking with you and you're in his favor what do i have to worry about what do we have to fear tonight it's time we recognize who is here wants to think for just a second The angel is about to ask Mary to believe something. That seems impossible. She has no examples to go off of. She does have the scripture that says, Behold, a virgin shall conceive. But she has no example of this ever coming to pass. He's about to tell her that she's going to have a child even though she doesn't know a man. And he tells her two things. To raise her faith to a level that she can receive about what she's about to hear. Thou art highly favored and the Lord is with thee. Listen, there's great challenges ahead. There may be some horrible trials in your future and I'm not here to be a downer. I'm just speaking real. You may be in the middle of it now. But there's also great miracles ahead. There's also a rapture and a body change ahead. And he sent a message to elevate our faith to a place to receive that body change. And what did he tell us? Thou art highly favored, and I am with you listen he didn't just say he was here he proved he was here night after night time after time service after service he would challenge the devil and he proved there was a living God in our midst and I want to tell you that didn't end in 1965 but he's still here he's still proving it he's still moving he's still healing sick he's still bringing back prodigals he's still saving the lost he is a living God and he's here tonight and he's reminding you I'm with you I'm with you in the fire, I'm with you in the flood, I'm with you in the sickness, you have my favor. Brother Branham says, and we know he lives because he's with us and proves himself by physical signs and wonders that he promised that he would do to show it in so much as a pillar of fire that led the children of Israel through the wilderness. It's with us today. Even having its picture taken. Performing the signs and wonders that he promised it would do in this day. Seeing all the words that he promised being made manifest in this day. Well, Brother Aaron, that was all for when the prophet was here. Okay. He says, and when he went away, he said, now the same thing that I've done, you'll do also. For I'll be with you always to the end of the world. You'll do the same thing i done until the end of the world listen I know sometimes it feels like it's all over but we're still here it hasn't officially ended yet so as long as we're still here he's still with us he's still moving he's still saving he's the same yesterday today and forever and that doesn't change until the end of the world you need healing he's the healer tonight you need deliverance he's the deliverer tonight You need salvation in your home he's the savior tonight and he will be until the end of the world it's not time to dwell on the impossibilities it's not time to dwell on your failures and it's it's not time to question really really, me i'm so unworthy i'm so why why me you know so many times he's standing there and he's offering it to you and he's right here saying take it take it and we're sitting there no 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 i can't i'm not good enough i'm not listen we know you're not good enough get in line behind the rest of us unworthy people and just say I know I'm not good enough but I accept it, I take it it's a free gift, it's your favor it's your love, it's your blessings I recognize my unworthiness but in accepting this I'm recognizing his worthiness he was worthy enough for my sin he was worthy enough to open the book He's worthy. It's not about your worthiness. It's about thou hast found favor with God. I'm sure Mary could have stood there for an hour explaining to the angel why she couldn't be the one. But he's looking for people who will say, be it unto me. Just be it unto me, Lord. I accept it. I accept it. Why uh, why do we argue with God? I just want to ask you. If somebody showed up at your house tomorrow with $10 million, would you tell them you weren't worthy of it? You know, I really didn't do anything to deserve this money. I, I really didn't earn it. There's probably others who deserve this more than I do. Who asked you? They just said, here. And there's where he's at tonight going, you found favor. Do you accept it? Do you take the grace and mercy of Almighty God? Do you, do you accept that I sent a message to call you? But, but what about the others that I sent a message to call you? You found my favor. You found grace. Do you accept it? Do you respond to it tonight and say, be it unto me, Lord. Lord, I accept it. I'm unworthy, but I accept it. I accept the blood. I accept the token. I want it to infiltrate my life. I may not be deserving, but you are worthy, and I accept it tonight. I'm not going to argue with you anymore. I accept the favor of Almighty God. He says, Hail Mary. Blessed art thou among women thou hast found favor with God brother Branham says oh church hail blessed are you among the people for you found favor with God you believe for eternal life and God's given you the baptism of the Holy Ghost we just got to receive what he's trying to give us tonight if we're going to produce all that the word says that we're supposed to produce we must respond to God's favor the same way that Mary responded to it. We got to move beyond self-pity. We got to move beyond woe is me and step to be it unto me. They sound similar, but there's a we got too many woe is me people. Always down in the dump. I call them Eeyores. I'm sorry, I've seen Winnie the Pooh. Eeyore nobody loves me. It's a terrible day. God probably doesn't care about me. And they go through their whole life that way. Listen, I think we need to be a little bit more like that tiger in there. What's his name? Tigger? Always bouncing around and full of joy and full of happiness because we recognize not woe is me but be it unto me. There's joy in my step. There's overcoming in my life. I got reason to be happy. You make it. You can be sad all you want, but I know I'm going to heaven. I'm going in a rapture. I'm going in a body change. I got a reason to be happy and full of life. It was a bad day at work, but I'm saved. It was a bad scene when I at home, but I'm saved. I'm going through a horrible trial, but I have favor with God, and I've got reason to rejoice tonight. Hallelujah! His love is elective. It doesn't mean you're not going to go through trials, but His love is proven because He called you and He died for you, and it secured an election tonight. God loves you. You have found favor with Almighty God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. You know, six months before this visitation to Mary, Gabriel visited Zacharias at the temple. Luke 1 and 5 says, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias, of the course of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren, and they were both now well stricken in years. Now, I want us to notice that their situation isn't near as impossible as Mary's situation. Because they have an example to look back to. And if you'll look at Genesis 18:11, it almost describes the exact same situation. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. See, it's been done before. Uh, There we are. What are you facing tonight? Cancer? It's been healed before. Depression? It's been delivered before. Prodigal sons? They've been saved before. Just look in the Word. It's been done before. It's all been done before. There's nothing that He has not conquered just look back and see if he did it before, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He'll do it again for me tonight in my situation. We skip down to verse 11 of Luke 1. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, now I figure this is a very friendly tone. He's telling him not to be afraid. So he's he's not being rough. He says, Fear not, Zechariah, for thy prayer, notice, thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John, and thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias. To turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now if you're not quite picking this up. It's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big deal. This is a pretty awesome thing that's just happened. Listen, Zacharias is about to shout. He's about to declare the glories of God. He's about to get loose in the spirit and run around testifying about the power of God. I mean, what a message has just come to him. You've been praying for this child. Oh, Zachariah, your prayers have been heard. And not only are y'all going to have a son, but he's going to be great in the sight of the Lord. Many are going to turn to God because of him. And he's going to be the forerunner. How incredible this is. And you just expect a, a, a wonderful celebration of praise. In verse 18, and Zachariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For for I am an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. This was his own prayer. Are we expecting to receive the things we pray for? Or are we just praying? Are we actually looking for the fulfillment of it? Can we accept it when the word says that you're healed? Can we accept it when the word says that the promise is unto you? Uh, Well, I I don't know. There's so many reasons. Do we even believe what we're praying for? The angel said, this is your prayer. I'm here because you asked. And now you don't know if you can accept this or not? One Bible scholar describes it like this. He said, this was not a humble petition for the confirming of his faith, but a peevish objection against what was said to him as altogether incredible, as if he would have said, I can never be made to believe this. I can never be made to believe this. Now, we go to verse 19, and I I believe that the tone of the angel changes a little bit. I don't think we're in friendly tones anymore. And the angel answering unto him said, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb, and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season." Listen, because of this doubt, God said, strike him dumb. Because I got a little virgin down there That I'm about to visit And I don't need you spreading your doubt And your unbelief and your fears and your worry Because I got a little virgin down there That's going to say be it unto me I think it's time that the mouth of the unbeliever Just gets shut up Quit spreading your doubt and your worry And your fear and your negative confession And just say yes I don't know how it's going to happen But yes Lord it's going to happen There will be a bride. There will be a rapture There will be a church without." spot a wrinkle yes 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 so he has his mouth shut up so that the unbelief can't be spread now i want you to notice something back in verse 34 this is different what he said from mary asking how will this be if we look back in verse 34 because i, I got to be honest with you, I'm an open book, sometimes too open. But I know where Brother Branham said Mary never asked a question. She never doubted. He said she, she, she never doubted. She never questioned. But then I see and I read the verse and it says, how shall this be? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just I, there is a question mark there. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, I see a question mark. It looks like a question. But as you begin to read into it and study it and break it down, it's simply her saying, okay, the Messiah is to be virgin born. And I'm going to be that virgin. Will you share with me how you're going to do it? In other words, it's actually her just asking for more instruction. If you get into it, it's actually no different than the preacher up here. And he begins to preach and he gets under the anointing, and you like what you're hearing. So you're on the edge of your seat and you're going, Amen. Tell me a little bit more. Tell me a little bit more about this rapture. Tell me a little bit more about this body change. Tell me a little bit more about this message. I believe it. I just want to hear a little bit more. And she's not saying, How's this going to be? She's saying, Tell me more about it. Tell me about Isaac. I want to know about my bridegroom. Tell me about heaven. Tell me about the pearly gates. Tell me about justification. Tell me about the Holy Ghost. She's just wanting to hear more. She's just wanting to hear more. Tell me more. And what's wonderful about it is the answer that Gabriel gives her fully satisfies her. He says in verse 35, And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing that which shall be born of thee, he shall be, shall be called the Son of God. And once she's told that it's going to be done by the power of the Holy Ghost, that suffices. She says, be it unto me. Oh, I know the Holy Ghost can change my situation tonight. I know the Holy Ghost can move in my home. Yes, just be it unto me. I know He can change me, a right sinner. I know He can give me the Holy Ghost. I know He can bring my children back. I know He can, just be it unto me, Lord. Oh, how, how's this going to happen? The power of the Holy Ghost. Okay, I accept it. Be it unto me. I don't know how I'm going to do it. The power of the Holy Ghost. Okay, be it unto me. How am I ever going to make it? Because you have a promise. You have His favor, and it's going to be done by the power of the Holy holy ghost okay lord i accept it be it unto me lord jesus just be it unto me hallelujah if we can just take that recipe tonight that you got a promise you got his favor and it's going to be done by the power of the holy ghost there's nothing there's nothing that you can't overcome listen there's I'm not Gabriel, and I didn't step out of the pillar of fire tonight right here before your eyes. But God did lay it on my heart to bring a message to you and tell you, Thou hast found favor with God. Thou hast found favor with God. And God is with thee every step of the way, and the way you're going to make it is through the power of the Holy Ghost. The way you're going to overcome is the power of the Holy Ghost. The way we're going to rapture, the way we're going to be healed, the way we're going to be delivered, the way your child's coming home, the way it's all going to wrap up in absolute perfection. How? By the power of the Holy Ghost. Thou hast found favor with Almighty God tonight. How are you going to respond to it? How are you going to respond to it? Is there anybody here that will say, be it unto me, Lord. Be it unto me, Lord Jesus. I accept your favor. I accept your forgiveness. I accept all that you've done to me. Be it unto me, Lord Jesus. Word of life, thou hast found favor. Will you stand together with me tonight? Hallelujah. 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 You have found favor with God, and He has heard your prayers. And he has come down. You've been praying for healing and healing is here. You've been praying for deliverance and deliverance is here. You've been seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost and he's here to give it to you. You've been asking for the impossible. And he says, watch me do it. And once you recognize that you have favor, no trial matters, no hardship. Listen, you don't think that Mary knew in her mind the hardship she was about to go through when she went around telling people I'm pregnant. But I, she knew the mocking and the ridicule. They're going to want to stone me. They're going to want to kill me. for I, They're going to do this and they're going to think that. And I'm going to be an outcast the rest of my life. And she weighed that up against his favor. And she said, be it unto me i'll take whatever the world wants to throw at me i'll be ridiculed i'll be outcast but lord jesus just let me have your favor just let me know that you're with me wherever i go just let me know that the power of the holy ghost is walking before me does that does that mean we won't have trials does that mean no it doesn't mean that it just means that you have his favor and he's right there with you and he's going to see you through to the other side listen i know life hurts i know There's scars and there's heartaches and there's wounds and there's real things. And he comes and the devil tries to bury you under all those things and begin to tell you you're going through this because you messed up. You're going through this because God doesn't love you anymore. And Brother Branham comes and he says that the cloudy skies and the storms of life are no sign of God's disapproval. Job never lost God's approval. As a matter of fact, Job had God's favor in his life. And Brother Branham goes on to say that when you go through a trial and you go through a hardship, it proves that you found favor with God because he chose you to beat this devil. He chose you to win this trial and I want to tell you tonight the trial that you're in was not sent that it might rule over your life but you were sent that you might rule over that trial you were sent that you can so he's the same yesterday, today and forever that God's a healer, that God's a deliverer that God's a savior that trial in your life is manifesting the very works of Christ once again in the closing moments of time Amen. with in kind conditions all around us God says Hail, church, thou hast found favor with God. God bless you tonight. We love you in the love of the Lord.
1: Answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the Highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called Son of God. The prophet goes on to say that anybody knows the body of God is not yet finished, but it's being finished as it's being born in us. The word of this day wants to be born in you and I so we've been told that we found favor now he's waiting on our response so what will be our response we found favor in his eyes we're loved he thought of us before the foundation of the world when there was no stars there was no atoms no molecules or light but he thought of you and he wants you to know that he loves you. So what's your response going to be? Well, I'll, I'll have to think about it. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if I could be able to. But that's not Mary's response. Be it unto me according to thy word, O oh Lord. Be it unto me. And he believes he is the same. Do we or not? Do we believe he's the same? We say, I'm right here Sunday performed several healings and you only saw part of it you see part of it kept on going on back in the office after church it kept on going god was moving for more back there preachers as a matter of fact the lord touched brother jewel back there the lord touched brother chisholm back there (laughs) hallelujah There was a sister here from Brother Jewel's church, and whenever she heard me refer to Brother Brad Gilbert getting his eyes healed Sunday week ago, she heard that, and instantly the Lord touched her eyes and healed them then. Be it unto me, Lord, according to thy word. Now, you know preachers can't do that. All I said was, Lord, heal sugar diabetes. Okay, I'll say it again. Lord, heal sugar diabetes. Lord, heal sugar diabetes. It won't do any good just for me to repeat those words. But it's when we take him at his word. And then that something connects with us as an individual. And God drops it in your heart. How many has a need tonight? Hallelujah. Maybe you've got a circumstance or an event that you can't find a scripture for or a quote for. Don't worry, God still got you covered. As our brothers so beautifully said, Mary didn't have any example to be able to refer to, but she believed it. The woman with the issue of blood, she had no reference that she could point back to. Now, God can do this because he did it for, had never done it, no record of it. But somehow she believed it. How is that possible since she didn't have any scripture to base it on? How is that possible that she didn't have any history to base it on? But she had a need. The Syrophoenician woman, Jesus called her a dog, treated her bad, talked to her with racial terms, racial slurs. what would be categorized today. But she had the kind of faith that Jesus himself couldn't even run her off. I believe that's the way the bride is. People say, that old devil, I'll tell you what, that old devil, and people talk about me at the church and people, you mean that's as close to God as you are? You'll let people knock you out? You'll let the devil knock you out? You're really gonna be hurting when you meet God. Jacob didn't meet the devil on the bank. Jacob didn't meet a fallen angel. He met Almighty God, and Almighty God was trying to wrestle him out of getting what he wanted. He said, I'm, I'm telling you, God, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt you. I'm here to be changed. I need help. I'm tired of being Jacob. I'm here to be changed. That's the kind of faith we want. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads right now. Let's let's hold our needs, our desires, our requests, not only here in the visible audience, but those of you that are home streaming, wherever you are. Heavenly Father, we believe what you have laid upon our brother's heart for us tonight. I believe that you gave him this for us. A sermon that was made especially for Word of Life Church to tell us We found favor in your eyes. What else could we ask for that would be any greater? To know that we have found favor in your eyes and your presence as you're with us to bring to pass the purpose of that favor. Mary found favor, but for a reason. So it wasn't like she just found favor and, oh okay, well, okay, I found favor in his eyes. She found favor to fulfill. We believe we have found favor to, f- hallelujah, hallelujah, to fulfill the words spoken of us, Lord. Your prophet tells us the same word that spoke of the groom also speaks of the bride. Lord God, you see our desires. You see our reasons for being here on the earth is to serve you. We're not here to build a kingdom. We're not here, Father, that people might look at us and think that we are something. Lord, Mary's name has been heralded for thousands of years because she submitted to the charge of the angel. But Mary was herself nothing, nobody. Yet, Lord God, she found favor in your eyes. So we've already established that. Our brother's done a beautiful job with it tonight. So why should we spend the rest of the time trying to reestablish we don't deserve it in the first place? We say that right up front. But you have called us, Lord. So it's not our worthiness. It's yours. Now as we pray together, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, you'd pass by this way tonight, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord God, would you bring healing. Would you bring deliverance, would you bring peace for the tormented minds? Father, for those that are oppressed of the enemy, may that evil thing leave them right now in the name of Jesus. Father, may the presence of God, I pray, touch every heart. Lord, the young, the old, the middle-aged, those that are streaming, those that are archiving, in the name of Jesus. We speak your name, and that name is above every name. Hallelujah. Every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess. Father, may your healing pass through this place. May encouragement, Lord, may the presence of God minister to the needs of your people tonight. Father, we're having special services here this weekend, and Lord, we're just believing, Lord, for a great visitation of the presence of God. Lord, as we go up to Brother Ron's and special services there, I pray for Brother Timothy. I pray for Brother Tim. I pray that you'd help me, Lord. I pray for the song leaders. I pray for the people that will be there. May it be a great time in the presence of God. Lord, I pray for Brother Josh Bennett as he'll be here speaking to the youth, and then, Lord, taking the service on Sunday. I pray you would give such an outpouring in this place, Lord. May the Holy Ghost come in such a way. Hallelujah. May there be lives that'll be changed. May people be filled with the Holy Ghost. May people be healed and delivered. Oh, Lord God, we believe this is our time. hallelujah. Hallelujah. Little did Mary know on that Monday morning after that service when she started up that little alley, the angel of God was there waiting for her. Oh, Jesus, may it be the same this weekend, Father, that the angel of God will come in this place. May the angel of God come up there in Elkins, Virginia. Lord, not only in them two places, but where your people are gathered around the world. Grant it, Father. We love you, dear God. We worship you tonight. Thank you, Father. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Can we just worship him a little bit now? Brother Joel Brown, maybe you can come and sing that song for us, according to thy word. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whatever you have need of right now. Oh, Brother Donnie, I'm I'm waiting till Friday. I wouldn't. His presence is here right now. Why do you want to wait till even tomorrow? Believe for whatever you have need of right now. In the name of Jesus, may the healing virtue of Christ go right among us right now, Lord. May encouragement and strength and deliverance, we believe you, Lord. I believe our brother was inspired by the Holy Ghost when he said it's a time for backsliders to come back. Grant it, Lord. Lord, we got one here standing tonight that a week ago had no intentions of coming back to God. But he's standing right here tonight as a young man that was changed because the presence of God met him. Hallelujah! Bring them back, Lord, bring them back. Our sons, our daughters, grant it, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, you, Lord God. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. She was a virgin
2: bride to To be. be. Yes, think about it. And one night as she lay quietly. Spirit Hallelujah. Of the Lord
1: overshadowed us. Worship her. him together now.
2: It said that you'll conceive a child that sin cannot defile, and she said, Be it un- according to thy word of the Lord entered into the room. That child that seemed so awesome to me Let all heaven and earth I call his name Jesus. Come on, church, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's just something about. Mas sei, meu... Oh, Jesus, one more time Uh, Jesus, come on church Jesus There's just something Sometimes you gotta praise your way out of where you are About that name Uh, You are my master you are my savior. Jesus, let all heaven and while I'm in this earth, I'm going to didn't even know who I was. You reached down to where I was and you pulled me out of that murk and all that mire and all the things that I thought was true lies. All you're running around Proclaiming what you thought was down I'm gonna tell you who you really are You see son, my name is Jesus And I want you to know your name is Jesus too So when you speak, you speak that name And everything in your world will change And I'm here to tell you today church That was over 30 years ago, and I can truly say today That that name he gave me then is still powerful as it was back then So therefore I'm going to evermore proclaim that name
3: certainly appreciate the Word of the Lord this evening. Amen, Brother Aaron. Giving his heart, amen, tonight to us. want we'll to remember the services, be in prayer for this weekend. Amen. Services up at Brother Ron's. Amen. Here as well for the youth, just be in prayer, expecting God to move for them. Amen. Let's sing this little chorus as you go tonight. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. Amen. Oh. That might
2: be a little high. Let's
3: go down again oh god is good all the time he put a song of praise Oh Oh, God, His love is everlasting. And His mercies, they will never end. God is